Hey, welcome everyone to Persevering with God. I'll be your radio host, Matt, with uh, what name? And uh, this is Andrew. Good day, guys. Matt. Good day, Matt. How are you going today? I'm trying to circle. Good. Yeah, so what we'll do is as this happens, we'll push out. Yes, come over, come over. So, uh, what we're going to do is Andrew's going to share and we'll, we'll interact and first, and then I'll go second, and then you'll go third. Is that alright? Good, good flow. Okay, we're on. Shutting the door. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. This is fun. Good little crew. Do you want to say who you are? Yeah. Um, My name's Andrew. Um, I'm a youth pastor at Dural Baptist. Uh, I've got a crew here. We're camping out the back right. Um, And I've been the youth pastor there for a year and a half, almost. Um, but I've been a youth leader there for eight years, and I've been a youth kid there for another six years before that, and then a kid there for a few years. So I think I'm in my 18th year at Dural. Um, and there's something powerful when you stay somewhere and persevere somewhere. Oh, nice link. Um, because like, I was a youth leader when I was, as I said, and now some of the kids who are in year six, they're now youth leaders um, as I'm youth pastor, and these kids that I saw that were this big, and now they're leading the, the kids. And that's something really powerful when you hang in somewhere. Um, you get to really see over a long period of time what, what can happen and what God's doing um, in their lives over 10 years, which is pretty special. Come on in. And um, I guess the other thing about me, um, finished school, didn't know what I wanted to do, had a year off. Then uh, wanted to be an actor, spent three years at acting college. Then something changed, and then I ended up in cafes, and then I ended up going to Bible college, becoming a pastor, and now I'm here. But I'll get into that because it's kind of part of my persevering. So what I'm going to do is share just six six things in my life that I've had to persevere with, um, but they've been really rewarding after hanging in there. So, and I've got a I've got some scripture with each one. So to begin with, I want to start with. Um, we're going to start with, over to Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 9. What we might do now is abandon that first half circle and push out because we're having revival. <laughs> revival? Come on. So just feel free to push the chairs. It's just like you're at school. These chairs, they never break. Sixteen, verse nine. Sorry, Proverbs chapter sixteen, verse nine. Is where we're going to start, and uh, I'm going to be sharing the first next sixteen minutes, and uh, then Matt's sharing for twenty, and then you guys. Um, That's today's flow, and we're, we're looking at persevering with God. Um, so the first, first thing that I've learnt um, 
this scripture really spoke to me maybe six or seven years ago. And as I look at my whole life, um, we read in Proverbs 16, verse 9. Uh, do you want to read it for me, my brother? Uh, yeah, this is the New King James Version. Okay. Um, a man's heart plants his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And the NIV, and then I'll read the NLT. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Or the NLT says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And I think that's an encouragement there. That's from the wisdom literature, um, a proverb. It's, it's trying to point us that we can prepare all these things in our heart, but it's always the Lord who's determining where we walk. And um, it's a good thing God puts these things in our hearts and they can take time and energy and endurance and perseverance. But when we keep our eyes on Him, we begin to shift everything that's in our heart and we realize it's in His time and and our steps with Him. And so for me, um, the quick story with this is that I was at Soul Survivor um, in Castle Hill. My wife dragged me to the white tent and I thought it sounded really lame and I didn't like Soul Survivor. That was six years ago. And it was in that tent that one night I was really scared and my my heart was tapping. Oh, good. We're only at step one of six. Right now, we're just persevering. We're hanging in there. So I was at Soul Survivor 2010. My wife dragged me in this white tent, and I was, someone, uh, one of the leaders said, oh, I feel like there's some people that God is calling you to become a, a pastor or to give your life to serving in pastoral care and ministry. And my heart just tapped, and I'd never gone to the front before. And it was going crazy, and I was like, heck no. Heck no, that's lame, that's boring, I've got 20 people watching me, that's embarrassing. And eventually said, okay. I stood up, walked down the front, and I put my hands out, and I just started crying. Um, I remember tears, and then someone put a hand on me, and I looked, I was like, who are you, mate? Um, they did ask, they said, can I put my hand on you? And it was a guy who was a brother of a girl I went to school with, so I knew this guy. Uh, his name was Dave Chilton, uh, and he was from uh, Spin Youth, he used to be there. He's a scripture teacher at Tamawai High. Anyway, basically God spoke into my heart something. He, I was wanting to be an actor. I wanted to be Thor instead of Chris Hemsworth. I would have been in blockbusters like Thor, the movie. You know Thor? Come on. Yeah, cool. So I wanted to be an actor. And I, God began to take that dream away and, and fill me with a dream from Him. But that was in 2010. And not until 2015 did that dream begin um, to become a pastor. Um, and I was offered a... Come on in, Mama Jay. We'll do an, we'll do an inner circle now. Come in, uh, Jaylene. Come in. Can I grab those? Here we go. Come in. Can I grab a seat? In the middle? Yeah. So, something God had spoken to me... I was so excited about, but then five years, it took five years for it to happen. And um, I hope that might, en- that might encourage us um, or discourage us. But hopefully we can realize it's incredibly re- rewarding when you hang in there um, and when you wait. And, and what I want to point us to in that proverb is that we, 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 
we get things on our heart, but they happen in his time and his steps. So then I finished acting school for another year and a half and slowly that dream of being an actor, God began to slowly take away and fill with new ideas and dreams and slowly things began to make sense and I thought, I finished acting school, now I'll become a pastor. But no, um, I ended up in a cafe and I took, became the manager there um, and actually someone um, shared something with me and said, I think you're going to be a pastor but in a different place, not a church. And so for two years, I had a cafe that I ran and looked after and learned how to manage and hang out with people. Um, and then I saved up enough money and God had planned. I fell in love with this girl that I married and her name was Emma and we've been married two years. Um, and he was determining my steps in his time, even though I, I probably wanted a wife a few years before that. Um, and then finally, a job opened up and I worked with Soul Survivor and met Matt and I helped with conferences like this one, the last two. Um, but then eventually, and that was pastoral as well, and I got to help work with youth groups like all of you. And then finally, at my church where I'd grown up, I felt called to become a youth pastor there. And that was five years later. Um, and so I was trying to prepare all these things, and I thought it would be a lot sooner, but it happens in his time. And I hope maybe that will encourage or speak to you in, in what your wrestling is. Because we always are wrestling with timing, aren't we? Like, there's always things where we're like, oh, this takes forever. So that was my, my first one. That's Proverbs 16.9. Um, and I love this line. A guy called Andy Stanley said, What God originates, He orchestrates. And if He starts something, He's the orchestrator. He'll keep conducting it on his time and his journey. So another one, that's, uh, this one's a bit of a funny one, but uh, about five years ago, someone said, you have a bad tongue. You are quite good with words and you sometimes can make me feel really good, but often you tear me down. Um, and someone once uh, shared with me, like, you know, like the, the Joker in Batman movie and he's got the scars there. And this is, it was kind of a bad picture, but this was to be prayed over and to be healed and loved and cared for. But he had these scars. But what I found was over time, these began to heal. And that was because I had this tongue. And in turn to James, the book of James, he was Jesus' brother. Um, and you'll find the book of James. He's a hard one to find because he's little. Um, he's after the Gospels and he's after the, some of the epistles and letters from Paul. And he is... Just after Hebrews. Chapter 3, we read about the taming of the tongue. And James is a real practical guy, and he helps us understand how the tongue has a lot of power. And one thing he says, we won't read all of it now, but you can write this down and read it later, but he says, from verse 3, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we turn the whole animal... Or take ships as an example. When there's large and strong winds, they're steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. And what James helps us here is see the danger of, of the tongue. And now I was told that your tongue is like a fire. You can start a forest alight. And that, that was sad to hear. And I wonder, has anyone told you something bad about yourself? 
Um, and then for the rest of that week, you keep remembering that bad thing. And, and it can go on for years and years. But what's important with that is we need to take that to our, our, our Christian brothers and sisters or a church community or, and between us and God is the first place. And by, once I became aware of that, I then had to bring that to God and let Him start to transform. And I want to tell you, it didn't change like that. Um, I used to say, yeah, I'll break you down, but I can build you up. And that's what my tongue can do. And I made it all about me. I can tear you down, build you up. But after time and, and spending so much time with Jesus, it took a long time. And I reckon this was a four or five year journey. And I'm still, we all, we all still can stuff up with our tongue and we can hurt people and tear them down and start fires. But by persevering and knowing that through God's love and through spending time with Him, we become more like Jesus. Um, slowly, and just um, six, a few months ago, a friend of mine said, Hey, I remember you used to have a really bad tongue. And he encouraged me. He said, You have gone from here to here. You've really changed. And I know that God's been changing you. And that was really encouraging that I'd persevered, I'd kept reading this, I'd kept understanding that your tongue is so dangerous. You can use it for hate or love. And by persevering, um, God, God transformed that part of me. The next little one is, um, and this kind of helps with the tongue thing, but there's things we don't like about ourselves. Um, and I'm not talking about like, you know, I've got a big butt. Um, you know, there's lots of those things. We can't really change those things. Um, but there's things in our personality or our gifts that we always want other things and we don't often love ourselves or like what we've been given and we look at the wrong things. So turn to uh, Matthew chapter 6 and here Jesus is teaching the disciples and some of his best friends and he, he teaches them about praying. He's just taught them about giving to the poor And you know the Lord's Prayer. Have we heard the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Well, just before he taught the disciples how to pray, there's something here that taught a lot to me. And in verse 6, um, we spend a lot of time at conference praying and, and with each other. But there's also a personal relationship we have with Jesus. Yeah? We all have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus. And then we have one with each other. Yeah? Nod? Give me nods. That's good. Oh, yeah. And so, what I learnt here, verse 6 says, When you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Whew, reward. Who likes reward? I love reward. Is that the reason I go to my room and pray? Not the first reason. But it's an encouragement, isn't it? That when we spend time with God, He'll reward us. He'll speak to us. He'll refresh us. But it's in our quiet time. It's when we close the door and no one else can distract us. The phone's away. The laptop's away. And this is persevering. This is keep going to those secret places, those quiet places. Maybe it's by the beach. Maybe it's near some water. Maybe it's a favorite tree. Maybe it's a favorite chair. But find those places. And if you persevere with Jesus in those, those times of prayer, Jesus told his disciples, and he tells us, you will be rewarded. And it was those moments that changed my tongue. It was those moments that gave me patience. 
that God's plan will happen in His time and not always ours. But I love that it says um, what the Father sees done in secret, He'll reward you. And I want to encourage us to think right now, what's the secret place? Write it down. Where is it? For me, I drive to the beach once a month. That's my big time, where there's a secret time with just me and God. But then each week, um, my car. I fill my car with music, with prayer, with tongues, and I spend time with God um, because I have a half an hour drive at the end and start of every day. And I, I give that to God, and it's me and Him. I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to Miley Cyrus, you know, Bieber. I'm there with God. Excellent. But Bieber's great. I really love Bieber. I'm a believer. Okay, I'm going to end with, with one last one. And we're going to go with relationships. How do we persevere? Friendships, girlfriends, boyfriends, marriage. And I hope you can see that there's this theme of there's things in our heart, but the Lord determines the timing. Um, I, I love, I very much, uh, I guess I had a lovely family and I, I love love. I love um, relationships and I love hugging friends. And, and so I was always this lovable kind of person. My heart's on my sleeve. And so in high school, I always wanted a girlfriend because that just seemed like you're meant to be in a relationship all the time. And that wasn't always helpful. And by the time I finished school, I was like, all right, now I need to find my wife. Then we can have some kids. Um, but I built up something that was my plan. And I hadn't really talked to God ever much about it. And I, I made the silly mistake of never really having... Um, a relationship in high school with a girl who loved God. Um, and so they were never really good relationships. Um, and as I began to get to know Jesus and, and really spend time with Him after high school and my life began to change and I stopped living these two lives I've been caught in um, and looked to Him, I realized, wow, the relationship that I'm going to end up with, it needs to be all built on Jesus and His love. And that's what will help my love with one day my wife and family. And I realized... I don't know Jesus that well. I haven't spent much time with him. And so what I realized was, oh, it's about his timing. And um, go to Ephesians 5 quickly. Paul here is talking about Jesus and the church, but he also talks about how husbands and wives. And this paints a picture of a really loving, healthy relationship. The same way Jesus died and loves the church is the same way our friendships, our relationships and our marriages can be. And in verse 25, it's talking to, to husbands, but it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present herself to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Now that's massive. Not every relationship's going to look like that, but that's the desire, that's the dream of when we hang in there with relationships. And as I began to get to know Jesus, that's what he did for the church. He died and, and forgave all of our sins and he presents the church holy and beautiful to God. And now every friendship I have and every relationship I have is about like what Jesus did is trying to be like Jesus to them. 
But not on my strength, not on our strength, but by Him in us, by the Holy Spirit guiding us. And so I just want to encourage you guys who are like, oh, I just want a girlfriend or, man, why does that person have a relationship and I don't? His timing is perfect. And I ended up then having two years where I didn't have a relationship and I just got to know God better. And then in his time, without even knowing it, a girl I'd known for 10 years in youth group. So maybe someone at this camp. Hey, hey, hey. But for me, I ended up marrying this girl. And like God had planned that without me ever knowing. And now um, it's an incredible relationship as we learn to love each other like Jesus and to be Jesus to each other. But that wasn't until I was 20 did I meet her. And I thought when I was 12 and 13 and 14, God, I deserve a lover, a partner. But no, it's His timing. Uh, So I want to encourage us that sometimes the longer we wait um, and we wait for God's plan, His timing is much better than ours and it's it's perfect. And so be patient and don't rush in. Um, Don't rush in because that's when lots of mistakes can happen. And lots of hurt can be in our past. Um, So I hope some of these stories were encouraging to help us persevere with God. Because it's a bumpy world we live in, yeah? It's a bumpy world. Matt? Thanks, Andrew. Who say thank you, Andrew? Would you like to write down, and then once you've written it down or you've digitalized it, stand up and stretch. But before you do that, what do you need to hand back over to God? Perhaps as Andrew was talking, you were like, yeah, there's something I really want and I'm struggling to let God have the timing. Uh, I just want to write something down to kind of apply what Andrew said, stretch, and then I'll lead you in the next moment. to give back over to God what do you need to give back to God in timing for his timing and then stand up and stretch come on yeah yeah no stand stand up and stretch a few little jumps stretch the toes what are these things on the back court again calves stretch your calves do your arms I won't do mine because my shirt's too short Okay, you ready? All right. Would you like to turn up to the book of Hebrews? Hebrews, and she doesn't. I wanted to start a cafe called Hebrews. But that would be not great. Okay. Um, Hebrews chapter 12. Who's happy to read out loud? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Verse 1 to 3. Who's happy to read out loud? Thank you. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles. Stop! 
Okay, are you ready? First thing I want you to do, who is your hero? Who are some of your heroes? So where's Sir... Sorry, I should have you. I want you to think, who are some people who love Jesus that you really look up to? And maybe they have passed away, uh, as it says, uh, we're surrounded. We're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. It's an image to think of all the people who have gone before us. So, and if you're struggling with this one, pick a hero in the Bible. Actually, do both. Pick a hero in the Bible and then maybe a person that has lived and they, you really look up to them. Go. Or you could chat with your mate, if you like. I don't know, brother. Have a think. Who, who do you really find a bit of a hero? Actually, chat with the person next to you. Come on. Chat with the person. Make sure people are talking. Who's a hero? For you. Okay, let's have some fun. Who are some of the heroes? Who are some of your heroes? You can say my friend said, but say your one. Come on, who are some of the heroes? Yes. Sorry. Esther, yes. Great. Esther from the Bible. Who else? I just wonder, like, probably people don't look at as the hero, and it's Miriam, because she's had a relationship with God to do what she did. Yes. And would have taken a lot of courage back then to do that. That's right. Miriam around the Moses time, Judy. Yep, yep. Who else? Come on, who's the poster on your wall? Jesus. Oh, yes. Some other heroes, people you really relate to and you go, they're great. David. David. Yep. Thanks, Charlene. Yep. Who else? Come on, who did you say? Come on. I said Esther as well. Yeah, great. Cool. Who else? Matt Gelding, so am I. I heard them saying. <laughs> and one of theirs, I heard. Uh, boys. I said, I'll pay you later. Uh, who else? Who else? Okay, what I want you to do, why is your hero, why are they your hero? What is it about them that you really look to and it encourages you? What, what is it? Talk. What is it about them that you look up to and it encourages you? Come on. Do the why. Okay, can I hear just a, can I hear a couple of whys? Why, 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 why? Why are they your hero? I would say Saul team for Yaraba because of um, the encouragement you guys pour out into them. Oh, thanks, Jaylene. Thank you. Pleasure. Yep. Thank you. Otherwise, why that person encourages you? What's it about him? It's there. Huh? No, what? Stripey shirt. 
Jesus. Keep pointing us back to Jesus. Great, great. Yeah. If you haven't got a hero, I'd love you to go and get one. Okay. I'd love you to. I'd love you to get one. Why? 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 Because. For me to persevere, I need to watch a movie, read a book, listen to some music, read the Bible about people who have made it. Because I don't always want to make it. And I don't know if I'm going to make it. But if I can see that another human has made it, I get inspired. Over December and January, why do they uh, put out the biggest hit movies? Because we are desperate for inspiration. We are tired. So Boxing Day, why am I like, I don't want another relative in my life. I just want a movie. Uh, And uh, Because you've had enough of Christmas and stuff. So why are we desperate for inspiration? Because we're tired. And so if anyone's tired, not physically because we're all tired right now, but that's why you need your movies. That's why you need your music. That's why you need your posters on the wall to see who has made it and why they made it so that you can learn from them, okay? I hated reading at school. I hated it. Absolutely, like, how much do I need to say it? I hated it. And um, The Hobbit, it was like, that's way too much for me. Like, I can't understand it. It's just weird. And I just wanted the movie. The movie made sense to me because I'm not good at reading. For anyone who's like, well, to persevere, have I got to read a lot? No. No, 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 no. You might be like movies. You might be like, I need my music. Uh, You might be visual and I need a poster. What's on your wall that I'd like you to share with one another? Uh, What have you posted up on your wall at home? What's, What's on the walls? What's on them? Come on, share. Share. Together. What's on your walls? Okay, let's hear. Let's hear what's on your friend's wall. Yeah! No, I'm only joking. Does anyone want to share what's on your friend's wall? What's on the wall? Okay, no, don't share. All right. But here's the point. What you post, what you post, is what you think matters the most. Oh, yeah. That was good. But in, in all sincerity, what you retweet, what you post, what you like, what you, what you share, what you, that's what you're looking up to. And if what you're looking up to is like temporary and it's like um, people who stuff up all the time, and let's be honest, oh, what? Oh, I did. No, I did. Well, well, let's be digital and physical. Um, but quite sincerely, what you're putting up on your walls at home and what you're putting up on the walls to one another social media-wise, that's what you love, that's what you like. And Sorry for smacking my hand. And if... I, I didn't mean to be. And if you keep liking people that are stuffing up majorly... Fine for, like, just identifying with people, but not good for following. 
If you're following people who are leading you down into the garbage um, in a kind of a mind way or a heart way, they're feeding you. So I'll just be dad for a second. Can I play the role of dad? Yeah. Um, your music influences you. No, it doesn't. It really does. That's why, I, for me, there's this artist in my life called Enya. And to go to sleep at night during conference, I have to put her on. Uh, do you know what she sounds like? This is what she sounds like. You're gonna, I'm sharing my heart with you. And you might be like, buddy, you need help. In order to go to sleep. When I was younger and everyone said, music influences your life, don't listen to Akadaka. And I was like, no way, I'm listening to Akadaka and it doesn't influence me. It's like, dude, you're angry even now just telling me that it doesn't influence your life. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Guys, angry music makes you angry. That's the purpose of angry music. It's the vent, right? If we listen to music that swears its head off, guess what? You're going to swear your head off. No, I'm not. Yes, you will. You will. Uh, let's get a bit less so uptight. Uh, if you listen to like um, uh, just chilling out on the acoustics, you're going to be chilled out and chilled out. And it's like, here you going, buddy. Fine. <laughs> this conversation is going to be really hard work, isn't it? Yeah. Guys, your music influences you. Your Bible stories are influencing you. If you're struggling in the Bible, I bet you're reading parts of it that you're really bored with. Could I just, ladies, could you just have a little chat for a moment? I need to talk to the men. You ready? Boys, there are stories in the Bible that are violent, that are fun, that are like adventurous, and you need to read them, right? Okay, girls, come back. Um, our boys at the moment, our boys are struggling. Our men are struggling. What do you mean? And I'm a man, and I'm. The struggle is that I need an adventure to come alive. So if you tell me just to keep having coffee with people and hanging out and chatting, I'll do it. I will, but I need I need something to do. I need a mission that's going to make me freak out. Okay, it makes me rely on God. Boys, and I'm not saying girls don't, but boys need an adventure. Please, please, please. Yes, is the word. Our boys are getting too metro. Does that mean something to you? In that, there's nothing wrong with being... What's metro mean? Uh, no, this probably is... Probably a bit weird with what he's... Uh, yeah, what's the like difference? Just the love fashion and clothes and music. I mean, yeah. Yeah, which is fine and good and great, right? But uh, you know this point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> no, you do, like our man chat. Um, you mean like we just like care more we end up just giving up on the adventure and we just like oh just get some new clothes go to general pants just hang around the shops yeah um, that kind of thing yeah like, we just... need a lightsaber <laughs> yeah, we, we need a guys we need like the boys we need an adventure to persevere or we're out alright so, girls, can you help us with that? Can you, like, sincerely, can be like, come on, bro, what's your adventure? What does God want you to build? Ah, oh, I'd like to build the world's biggest skate ramp. Let's double that then, you know? 
they need they need something that's a project that's big. Boys are built that way. Not all boys, but some. Girls, what do you need? Sorry? Go to the shops for the clothes. What do the girls, on a sincere note, what do girls need in order to persevere and not give up? What, what do the girls need? In the kind of a response to what I've just promoted for the boys. I'd, I'd love you to say... The same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, sorry, I didn't mean Just to be sexist. Sorry? Just in a different way. Just in a different way. Thank you. I wasn't being sexist, was I? I wasn't meaning to. Okay. Sort of from my age, I can put that into yes, I can see why that happens and I can see why you do need us to encourage you. Yeah. But I also believe with you that when you said we need a challenge, we need a challenge too. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Ladies, we need a challenge, don't we? <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. And in order to persevere, you need a, you need a challenge. So what's your challenge? Come on, write down on your book. What is my challenge at the moment? Not so much like with a sin. I, I, no, 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 no. More like, what does Jesus want me to build? What is, what's God got me a part of that he wants me to build? Uh, build a skate ramp, build a, an event, build a, a group, um, go build a house. And you can be like, I don't know. But then if you write, I don't know, which is fine, I want you to beeline your youth leader after this and say, I don't know what God wants me to build and I want to build something. Uh, when I was 15, the only thing that got me through Jesus in high school was a drum kit. Um, that was my thing that made me interested in being in church. It certainly wasn't the talks. It certainly wasn't the music. Um, you guys, if I can do a bit of a moment, you guys have got it made today with the music. My music in my day was horrible. Uh, I respect it now. But, guys, it was Enya on drugs. Like, it was... It was bad. Uh, for a young person. For a young person. Now, you guys, were, you know, trying to... Did you like the DJ thing okay-ish last night, just to try something? Yeah? Cool. Well, we're just, try, just trying to be a bit more adventurous and, and relevant stuff. Maybe we need to work harder on that. Great. Um... But what got me through persevering with God was to be in an adventure. So I said to my youth leader, no more you doing the talks, no more you doing the games. We've got to do the games. We've got to do the talks. What do you mean? You, now. If you can breathe and you like the Lord, get involved. And if you don't get involved... Oh, sorry, I'm smacking my hand. If you don't get involved, you'll get bored and you'll bail. So what's your challenge? What's your adventure? And if you don't know, ask your youth leader and get them to give you one. The next part of that verse was, and I know what the time is. Okay. Okay. Uh, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank you. All right. Now, so here's where I want to land. Who is going to persevere? Who is going to get you through persevering in hard times is Jesus. Uh, 
is Jesus on your wall? Is Jesus on your wall? Yeah? Yeah, is Jesus on your wall? What do you mean, is Jesus on my wall? Is there any physical sign in your room that can encourage you with him? Me, I love Ken Duncan. Uh, He's a photographer. And um, he's got a a photo place uh, studio uh, in uh, Erina. I go to Terrigal for my holidays. I have to go to Erina uh, to the photo studio place. I'm not going well. Uh, The studio place in order to re-inspire me with Jesus' landscapes that help me really connect with Jesus. Okay, so photography is huge for my senses to stay. I really like the land you've made, Jesus. I'd really like to travel the land you've made. And that's why road trips, and I'm about to promote one next tomorrow night for our future that we're going to do together. Because road trips and geography in Australia, we love them, don't we? We love like the actual road trip in itself. And then when we get there, we do a mission together. So I'm going to promote one tomorrow night. But for me, I need, I've got a Ken Duncan photo on my wall, right? And I wake up and I go, not all the time because I'm a guy. But I will see that and it will remind me of God's creation and God. It reminds me of God. I need to be reminded of God because as soon as I step out of my door, this does not remind me of God uh, and all the beeps and things that happen along the way. Loads of my feed does not remind me of God. There's a lot of angry people in my feed. Or there's a stack of burst muesli and I don't want to see another bowl of muesli in Instagram, right? So I just got that off my chest. Um, I I want to be reminded of God. I want to be reminded of God somehow. And that's why more than a sunset works for me, because it's like, you're cool, Lord, you're cool. I'm reminded, because every day I need to be reminded, and Jesus taught, uh, Andrew was sharing, Jesus, who our eyes are fixed on, taught us every day. Just one day at a time, let's persevere, because is this a sprint? No, it's a marathon. I hate marathons, I feel sick after them, they're disgusting. I'd heaps prefer to get it over and done with with a sprint, but not sprint. Um, marathons are really long, and all marathon runners train themselves for the long haul. You've got to train yourself for the long haul. Get that mission on. Apply what Andrew is saying with his timing. Every day we walk with the Lord. Put something on the wall that reminds you of God. Bible verse, photo, um, we went up to be with you uh, in March in Yarrabah in Cairns, and so I bought um, one of the artwork, a, a rock, with a turtle painted on top. It's, it's on my desk. It reminds me of you, you guys, and my family, and, and that inspires me. So put stuff around you that inspires you, yeah? Why does everyone love Ray in Star Wars 7? Why does everyone back in my day love William in Braveheart? Why does... Because we love, we love, we love an adventure and Jesus has given you one. Please, 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 if one thing uh, Andrew shared uh, about applying uh, with God's timing and for me, I guess, really pushing, getting in an adventure, 
putting on your wall the long haul and just every day um, walk, walking in him is really going to help you with that attitude. Amen. Amen. There are books on this stuff. I mean, there, there's, there's, and I read them bit by bit. I'm the two-chapter king. I buy the book, read two chapters, goes on the shelf. Um, but there's books on this topic which we recommend. I mean, Eleanor, would you finish with a prayer? <laughs> 10 to 10, 10 minute early mark, so we can persevere for the day. Amen. Andrew and I will stay behind for 10 minutes if you want to chat or pray, or you are so fine and it's not awkward to walk it out of the room with joy. 10.30 at the main meeting. Make sure you packed your lunch. Pack your lunch before. Cheers. Okay. Oh, lunch. Okay. 12.30. No.